Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. My name is Mike Hancock, and thanks a lot for joining us this week on Toronto Rock Total Access. We have got a good one coming up. It's the first time we've ever done a roundtable, and our guest this week will be Nick Rose, Challen Rogers, and Toronto Rock head coach Matt Sawyer. So it's something you're going to want to stick around for. It was a lot of fun. We talk about all kinds of stuff, including this Saturday night's matchup with the Albany Firewolves. It is a 7 o'clock start. You can stream it on TSN Direct. That is through the TSN app or tsn.ca. All the instructions on how to watch are on the Toronto Rock website. You can also go to torontorock.com slash broadcast, and that will take you to the page with all of the watch instructions or you can uh, hit the schedule drop-down menu on torontorock.com and find the How to Watch link there as well. So without any further ado, let's get to the roundtable here on Toronto Rock Total Access. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. This is the first time we have ever done this. We have a roundtable discussion here today, and it is by the participants' uh, demand, I think, that you guys wanted to do this. So here we are. We have in studio head coach Matt Sawyer, Captain Challen Rogers, and the main man between the pipes, Nick Rose. Gentlemen, welcome to the first ever Toronto Rock Total Access roundtable. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I'm not sure. Anyone can jump in. No, we're, they we're like. happy it's to be here, just, but uh, this wasn't our idea. Let's yeah, get real. Like, I'm not sure about uh, the by demand. <laughs> you know. uh, all right. Well, I know you guys asked for it. But well, let's anyways, do it. So let's, uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. And we were just before we got on air, we were going to talk about the Super Bowl. So or you guys started to talk about the Super Bowl. So let's start there. Um, halftime show. Love it. Hate it. Thoughts. Highlight. Low light. And lip syncing or not lip syncing? I think there was definitely some lip syncing going on, but I I enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the best ever, but I don't know. Maybe it was just my time uh, growing up. Or... Anyone in particular that you thought was lip syncing or everyone? Um, I think the majority. Definitely 50 Cent, I think, hanging yeah. from... Yeah, the rafters, but <laughs> just trying to catch his breath, hanging yeah. upside yeah. down. I mean, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I would have liked it a little bit more. Eminem, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, Fifty wasn't even a featured artist, and he almost got more time than Eminem did. That's I great. actually think I enjoyed uh, Kendrick the best. Yeah, he's I good. thought he really, really. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people felt that he may not have been the best fit with that group, though, no? Yeah, it was interesting uh, how they fit him in there, but I thought uh, as soon as he started going, it was uh, probably the best part for me. Head coach Matt Sawyer, your thoughts? Yeah, it was a good show. Kids enjoyed it. All right, so it's thumbs up from that. And you guys lip syncing? Not. I thought for sure Eminem was lip syncing. I, I was mixed on Snoop and Dre because I thought it one point they were and then it seemed like in different parts they weren't but overall any other thoughts on the lip syncing i thought you guys would have had been a little more passionate about this wasn't well, uh, wasn't analyzing it like yeah, you were no, there we, so we enjoyed the show know. for sure yeah. but, that was yeah. it yeah, yeah. All right. i don't know so who would be a super bowl halftime performance you want to see 
Shall? No, I, I got to think about this one. Yeah, me too. Um, it gets a lot of attention, right? Almost as much attention as the game. I, I think. feel like they've done most of the ones that I would want to see. Like, Have the Stones done it? I don't know, actually. Maybe we should have looked up who's done it. Yeah. <laughs> they, I feel like they've done a lot of the ones I'd want to see mostly. but Maybe some Ja Rule. Ja Rule. <laughs> <laughs> Firefest at the halftime show. Yeah. The one halftime show. That yeah, I don't know. Happens. I'd have to think about that. Wow. I wouldn't mind seeing Drake do it. Actually, I oh, know yeah. that I'm probably in the minority there, but well, that's why I started thinking if there would ever be some kind of Canadian collaboration, even though it would just be something cool for Canadians, maybe. But well, then the weekend Drake, do it. Beeps. Yeah, the weekend, yeah, the weekend did, did it. it. Yeah, it was all right. Bone crusher. He's not. Bone crusher. Never scared. Yeah. Which happened to be part of the warm up rotation uh Saturday night before the big win over the bandits. So maybe we can get Bone Crusher back yeah. on the playlist. <laughs> keep keep like that, that in the rotation then. <laughs> so then what about the actual game? Because I think the game itself maybe didn't live up to the hype necessarily. Didn't feel like there was many big plays as you would have expected between those two teams potentially, but um everybody seemed to be picking the Bengals, maybe because People seem to be loving Joey Burrow a lot, but who did you guys each have going into the game? Bengals. I wanted the Rams just because I'm Steelers fan. That's and right. We saw that in the burning question. Yeah. Yes. Um, Chow kind of dodged me on a bet pregame. He said he was in and then just went ghosted. But it's not true. I was down four or five bets early on the coin toss to the boys in the group chat, though. Really? Yeah. Wow. Maddie, who did you have going in? Well, I thought the Rams were the better team, but, um, you know, it's easy to get behind the Bengals and kind of the story that was uh, um, going on. Joe Burrow's uh, uh, fun to watch and a, a franchise that hasn't had much success. So, um, you know, I think there were a lot of people rooting for them. But uh, all in all, it was a pretty good game. But I agree with you. Um, you know, throughout the playoffs, there were some real good uh, real good games and the Super Bowl kind of didn't, uh, didn't live up to those ones. But... Uh, uh, execution there on that final play was, uh, or uh, final drive by the Rams was pretty flawless. Essentially, just Stafford and Cup. Maddie pulls out the full breakdown of the game. <laughs> yeah. So, what uh, you guys were talking about some prop bets and stuff. Were there any prop bets that you guys, I don't say won or lost, but you know, appealed to you perhaps? Um, no, not really. I, I like doing the coin toss usually, and I didn't, Tails failed for me um usually do the anthem but i didn't really kind of get around to it uh this weekend we were here at the track uh almost till game time so um yeah uh like back to the halftime show yeah no i wanted uh oh you wanted the the first first song song, yeah the first song i was looking at that earlier in the week and i thought it was gonna be california love i really talked myself into it yeah, you were throwing the lyrics else. out. Yeah, I talked everyone it. else into it too. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't end up betting on it, oh. which was it worked out. So, but I was actually with Aaron Forster, and uh, he looked at the set list for when Snoop and Dr. Dre were together in previous years or previous shows or whatever, and they always started with uh, the next episode. So, hmm. Hmm. little little tidbit for for next year. All right, Check the Gatorade one's fun list. to do too, but. A lot of money was on uh, if the Bengals won orange. I guess yeah. they only have orange every game. So uh, Homer told me that. 
he was really looking into the all the Bengals storylines. Because it was blue Gatorade, right? Was there going to be anything else if it was like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Even just grab the blue jug if you're the Rams. No? Yeah, I don't know, Mike. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, maybe we'll talk some lacrosse, guys. <laughs> So uh, a big win over the Buffalo Bandits, three in a row now here for the Toronto Rock. Um, you know, I don't know where we want to start or who wants to jump off, but maybe we'll start with Rosie. Uh, obviously, coming into the last few games, uh, your goaltending performances have been uh, headline news, let's say, or one of the headlines in these wins. Um, maybe talk a little bit more about how you've been seeing the ball over the last few games and just what's uh, gone right for this team in front of you as well. Yeah, I think uh, – was I on last week? We talked about this a little bit. We did no? talk oh, a little okay. bit, yeah. But then you played good again. <laughs> so no, now, it's, um, now it's an even bigger story. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, around here at the track, uh, everybody's feeling pretty good. But um, a few weeks ago, we identified some things that could work on a bit more and watching more video and all that kind of thing. Uh, things. So, um, yeah, feeling good and confident. But uh, we know that doesn't get any easier from here on out. We got a big stretch here against division opponents and yes it was good to play well against the bandits it always is but uh yeah i think we're focused on albany chow thoughts on the win over the bandits no it's great i mean anytime you can you can beat them um <clears throat> it's a great feeling and kind of like rosie said i think i mentioned it last time i was on here as well that uh we kind of identified things that we needed to change and um you know that's only benefited us uh, kind of moving forward. But, um, you know, now kind of turn the page and, and move on to Albany. Albany. Albany, Albany. Uh, I've always gone with Albany, but yeah. it has been a big Albany crew, it feels like, around here recently. Albany, yeah. I'm an Albany guy, too, I think. I'm going with what you say, Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Albany it is. All right, Matty, uh, your thoughts on the win over Buffalo. Uh, obviously, a bit of a different perspective, being the coach versus uh, Challen and Rosie, but the message always seems to be focusing on getting better. What were the specific things that you're seeing kind of over the last couple of weeks that this club's getting better at doing? Um, well, uh, you know, I think we've improved in, uh, in a lot of areas, and it's kind of been, um, you know, talked about a lot uh um during our uh, our bye week there after kind of week five we just did a little bit of a reset and um you know we uh just uh, got a little bit more committed and, and we've been better overall as a team and um in all aspects of, of our game i thought the game against uh, buffalo was uh um real good especially in the um uh the first half uh, i think i mentioned it after it's uh, uh kind of the opposite of the the script uh um to our games up to this point, right? Uh, we've been uh, um, starting slow, but against uh, Buffalo, we came out flying there and had a real good, uh, real good first half, and then uh, a little bit slower in the second half to get going. But uh, uh, all in all, um, real good performance. And um, you know, I've said it before, and you're probably sick of hearing it, but uh, we just want to have good performances each and every night and give ourselves an opportunity to win. And we didn't feel like we were doing that uh, consistently uh, earlier in the season. Let's also talk about how excited everybody is here to have fans back in the building on March 5th and, and just what it was like also, again, not having fans against Buffalo. Um, I know from watching the game and doing what I do during the game, I I feel like about halfway through that game against Buffalo, I was 
completely done with playing without fans. I, I had uh, kind of personally reached my limit, I guess, uh, that uh, I was ready for this thing to officially end because it just didn't feel like there was that same type of energy in the game, especially for at sure. different times. And and I don't know if you guys noticed it more against Buffalo than in any other game, but I, I kind of felt like that was the one where it just really seemed to be like, you know, when there was some lulls in the game or, or whatnot that the fans could have, you know, played a role in the game and, and kind of given things a little bit of boost and some energy. For sure. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, we all would say we're, uh, we're anxious and looking forward to it. But you, you talk about that Buffalo game. There was times uh, um, in the way that game, the way we started and uh, kind of the back and forth after that, you know, that place would have been, uh, would have been rocking in there. And, um, you know, you go back to our last three home games there without uh, fans, there was uh um, all good games, um, good moments that, uh, you know, uh, um, would have been a real good atmosphere in there. And, and that's, uh, you know, that's a big part of things. And, uh, um, you know, one of the, the things that we're looking forward to in, uh, in Hamilton is playing in front of uh, uh, a full house and, um, um, you know, things like that. So I uh, uh, can't wait to get back in front of the fans, that's for sure. Now you guys, same kind of question for you guys, but I know, you know, you would have attended games as fans long before you were in the league and stuff like that. I'm sure there were other parts of going to the game that you enjoy. And I'm sure now as players, there's different things that you enjoy about the game night and getting ready and even things like warm up and, you know, player intros, any stuff like that. What are the things that you guys are looking forward to that kind of come along with a, an audience to play in front of? looking at at each other here um yeah i think just hearing our fans really like uh obviously we've had uh some good games at home this season but um it just isn't the same without our fans i i think being here at the track all the time uh just hearing from the people that come here saying that they can't wait to get back uh seeing some games and that kind of stuff uh it, it gets us excited as players and um I don't know about all like the little things that I uh, miss about it, other than just kind of having a loud building and them uh, behind us. Yeah, just to kind of piggyback off what Rosie said, love seeing uh, kind of the, the kids that we get to coach and and uh, you know kind of see routinely here at the track, out at our games and, and supporting us and wearing all the rock star stuff and, and things like that because um, you know. This rockstar family thing that we're we're trying to grow here is, you know, to us big family, and um, you know to kind of see them and just super excited. I mean, they see us almost every week, and uh, you know they they're always just super excited to see us when we're when we're playing. I was gonna say player intros are pretty exciting too, but I mean I think I'm over too trying to stay on my feet. I've almost tripped and ate it. There's, there's a little bump there, but it's dangerous. Yeah, super dangerous. Wonderful. The guys will remember that once we get back to the player interest. Well, we have actually discussed this recently. As recently as uh, this past Saturday, myself and Paul Wade, our game game day operations guy, about putting some kind of little ramp there so there's no no lip for you guys to trip over. So hopefully that's fixed. Is there also a bit of ice I've heard there too that's kind of beyond the boards, like right at the lip of that? Somebody not, else brought that up. That I'm there's not like too a sure. little bit of ice there too. It's been Ramp. a while, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. Ramp oh, ice. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep us safe is all. Yeah. Okay, we'll do our we'll do our best <laughs> on that. All right. One thing that I threw at you guys before we got started was 
building your all-time rock team. And this is something you see on social media all the time. And we're going to put this out on social media within the next week or so. But I wanted to kind of have you guys be the guinea pigs here, go through it, and uh, and see how we do and if we need to do any fine-tuning to any of the uh, dollar values that we've placed on guys. So situation where we made uh, five categories. You have $15 as a budget to build your team. Uh, there are six players at each dollar value of five dollars, four dollars, three, two, and one. You need to pick five guys, and you don't have to spend all fifteen dollars. So you can you can break it out however you want. So I'm going to go through and just uh, rhyme off who's at each uh, dollar level, and then we can get into it with uh, Rosie <laughs> and anyone else who would like to participate after that. All right, at the $5 level, we've got Colin Doyle, Blaine Manning, Josh Sanderson, Stefan LeBlanc, Rob Hellier, and Jim Beltman. At the $4 level, Caleb Toth, Challen Rogers, Steve Toll, Sandy Chapman, Pat Coyle, Aaron Wilson. At the $3 level, we've got Garrett Billings, Tom Schreiber, Brody Merrill, Casey Behrens, Brett Hickey, and Dan Stroop. At the $2 level, some defenders here, Brad Creed, Dan Latticeur, Glenn Clark, Bill Hostrauser, Cam Woods, Patrick Merrill. And at the $1 level, more defenders, Latrell Harris, Ian Rubel, Damon Edwards, Rob Marshall, Phil Sanderson, and Terry Bullen. And I did keep them in groups of O guys and D guys. And this having the D guys at $2 and $1 is not a shot at their importance at all. I think that's a shot. Someone had to be there. But again, I'm looking for some feedback because we might put this in a blender here. Maybe mix the O guys and the D guys together and then... Uh, We'll see what comes out of it that way. So, Nick Rose, $15 budget. Let's hear how you spent your money on your all-time rock team. All right. Yeah, this ain't the easiest thing to do because there's a lot of people on here that I played with and good buddies with. But I think at the $5 level, I got to take Colin Doyle. Um, love all the other guys there, but uh, Colin's obviously been around and one of the People that everybody talks about as one of the goats of the NOL, so I'm going to take him. I think I'm going to skip the $4 level. Ooh. Even though Chow's there, I think that's a little <laughs> pricey for him. Oh. So, um, <laughs> Our first shot fired. Okay. I'm taking two guys at the $3 level. I think with uh, the way he's shooting the ball right now, I can't pass up Tommy Schreiber. And right. then... Uh, Oh, man, kind of tough here. I think I'm going to go with Boom Boom, Casey Burns. Um, just that connection with Doyle, uh, I think, could be very valuable. All right. So you so far have spent $11. $11. Six. $4 left and two players to go. Okay, I'm going a couple defenders here. Oh, man. I think at $2 level, I'm taking Billy Haas. Ooh, I played right. with him a long time. Love all the other guys, but uh, Billy is just solid defender and obviously brings some toughness uh, to this to the lineup, I guess. And for my so what do I have? Two bucks left. You got two bucks left, yeah. And and a reminder, you don't have to spend all your money. But I want to. Okay, well, well then you can no. take another two dollar player, or you can take. Uh, oh, this one, is one tough. Player. I got two guys in mind at a buck. One of my best friends and Damon Edwards is in the mix here. But I think I got to go with Rob, the Sheriff Marshall. Oh, all right. And I'll, uh, I'll invest my last dollar. Oh, okay. Wow. 
Rosie just bought an NFT. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So Rosie's all-time team. He spent 14 of his 15 dollars. Selected Colin Doyle, Tom Schreiber, Casey Behrens, Bill Hostrauser, and Rob Marshall. I like it. All right. Chow? No goalie. No, we didn't do goalies on this. We, <laughs> we may. I'm trying to figure out an interesting way to plug goaltenders in here because just don't. Kind of. Well, there's only really two guys that have played significant minutes for the franchise. They've got all the starts. One of them, yeah. <laughs> One of them just won't leave the net. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We've tried. <Yeah. laughs> so uh, we're trying. I'm trying to figure out a creative way to do that since it's really. A or B. Are, so. these, are these guys doing their lineups? Or they I don't know. Charles studying this you? deeply. I feel like he wants to do it, and he... I'm going to let Rosie run with this one. Good job, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There's too many current guys on there, so I can't pick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm almost in the same boat here. So that's almost why I'm thinking maybe just go people who aren't present. Oh, okay. All right. That's good. Um, but... Latrell at one dollar. How can you not? Yeah. All right, so you're right. starting with Latrell at a dollar. Yeah, I'll start. I'll start <laughs> just, just, just because Charlie's inexpensive, he's taking him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, four players and fourteen dollars to go. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Billy Haas, I guess. Billy Haas. <laughs> I say I'm not gonna pick present guys. Yeah. My first two guys are two still for playing. two. And then uh, I'm gonna follow that up with Shrives. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also present and then okay. and then rogers <laughs> yeah. uh, very present All right. yeah no i'm gonna go with uh here's where my non-present guys come in i'm gonna go with uh pat coyle oh i like right. that and uh colin doyle and doyle yeah is that the full 15 yeah, yeah. spent every dime i'm not i could have won a lot of different ways there were you a big fan of uh, Pat Coyle growing up? Oh, yeah. When he was in Coquille, I'm just two-handing people, breaking <laughs> arms. Him just and Bruce Murray. Guys. Yeah. Yes. We always joke about that, right? If you watch War on the Floor with all of his hits in there, he would have been suspended frequently That's an in today's NLL. Unbelievable movie. Yeah. Here's Sorry. one for you. Out of all those rows there, which are you going with? Just straight down. Straight down? Yeah. Oh, Ooh. like in a column? Yeah. Like if you're going like Sanderson, Toll, Brody Merrill, yeah. Glenn Clark, Damon Edwards, kind of that one. Yeah. It's a tough one. That is tough. That could be an interesting way to do it, too. I think I'm going to go with... Row one's... Uh, yeah, row geez. one's there. I'm going to go four. Because my first, first year on the team, everyone there was playing. Yeah, I like that lineup. Wow. Oh, that's that's tough. I think one or four is. Although, see, this could be a whole other exercise. I know yeah. we're staring at these, so the podcast <laughs> yeah. listeners might not be quite as enthralled with this right now. But Bad radio. Yeah, this is actually that that could be another spin on it, or you could pick a one column. Huh. Number two's got a good right side. <laughs> yeah. Man, Manning, Rogers, Schreiber to start. Yeah. Are you saying Rogers is an old guy? We'll decide that <laughs> from game to game, depending on their uh, lineup. No, Challen is a defender. We all know that. Yes. So, you know what? This leads me to my next question. I don't know if you guys would have an answer to this automatically, but I feel like you would. We just talked about Doyle being one of the GOATs in discussion. 
So let's expand this conversation outside of just the Toronto Rock. And is there one guy that you guys have that's in your head who is the GOAT when we're talking about professional lacrosse? Paul Rabel. <laughs> is that your pick, Nick Rose? No, I'm just joking. Playing okay. up the PLL. Oh, well, yeah. that's kind of what's yeah. inspired. Like, But this isn't a PLL hater question whatsoever. No, I... With all the points, I think it is tough to not go with John Tavares. But like when you bring Doyle, Gary Yate, like guys that kind of change the game, it's tough. It's tough. I'd probably have to settle on JT, but. Okay. Charles or one guy? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's one guy. Come back to me. Maddie. One guy that sticks out to you is the greatest uh, of all time. No, there's. I think uh, um, that guy potentially is still playing. Maybe he's in the league right now. That okay. put me in the blender there. Yeah. <laughs> Do my, we have a, a hint of, on that? Or what? No, that was my way of not answering that oh, question. Okay. So, Done it again. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah, it's a tough question, but yeah. dangerous. It's good. You dangerous know, answer. Like, yeah, Doss is in the mix. Yeah. It's the same as MJ. Didn't, Le- didn't mention Junior. You know, there's yeah, so many junior. guys, and it just um, from era to era and things like that. But uh, there's probably a handful of them that um, you know you couldn't go wrong by saying he's the greatest ever. So, and so I think this is kind of a spinoff of a conversation that we've had off the podcast, Matty. But who are the guys that are truly the superstars in sure. this league? Where every team has maybe three, four super, super elite players. But who are the guys that are actually in that top, top tier and how many guys are in that? And I think it kind of goes to the same as the the GOAT conversation where you do have Doyle, JT, Junior, the Gates, all these guys in this. And then the other thing I want to throw out to you guys, and since we have one of them here in the building with us right now, is a goaltender ever in the discussion as the greatest of all time? Honest question. Is well, yeah, like I think Whipper and I guess Vino as well. He holds a lot of the records. I think they're up there for sure. I guess I don't know how they compare to players or not. What about a defender? Yeah, all, all these things. I mean, yeah, so I, I what, think what is the greatest of all time? Like, what is exactly. the definition of it, right? Is it uh, um, who had the, uh, the effect or uh, um, the ability to uh, affect the outcome of the game over and over. You know, naturally, that's a goaltender, right, in the sport that we play. Um, you know, because last line of defense and and things like that. But And it's tough even, I think, when we talk about goaltenders in just the different eras and the way that the position has changed, sure. right, over the years. The, equi- and, the equipment. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, and just how goaltenders at one time were much more involved and roving around. Yeah we'll say, right, versus uh, their position now soundly in the crease. <laughs> Thoughts on that, Rosie? <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> well, just even you, like, watching guys grow up, right? Like, you would have seen, you know, a, a bit of a different style maybe, right? Like, when you were younger. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, obviously Dallas Elliott, uh plays a much different style than myself and a lot of the goalies currently in the NOL, but... Um, uh, even Whipper, obviously, uh, was a l- little bit different. He was, I think, he's the best of all time, personally. But um, I know people could make an argument for uh, Dallas, Servino, and I guess could throw Cause in there too. But 
Well, I think even if you look back at like old, old game film of Whipper, you can even see his game definitely changed in the first half of his career, maybe to the second half of his career. Even the early days in Toronto, I feel like he was maybe even a little bit more active in the goal than later. And is that kind of an effect of the equipment or just the evolution of the position and the way anybody's, you know, quote unquote, supposed to play? Probably a combination of uh, things. It would be a good question to put to uh, to whip, right? But you also had the nets increasing in size, right? Yep. So, um, and then the, just the overall kind of skill level of the uh, of the players, um, maybe getting away from that offense defense a little bit, even though it's still there and and very much involved in the game. But the game is um, <clears throat> there was a period of time where it was very specialized, right? Um, just strictly O and D. So think um you throw all that stuff together that's just um you know naturally changed a little bit of uh, the way the position was played but first and foremost i think you would look at the size of the equipment right but the equipment so, and then the nets getting bigger so then there you go so that's my next question if you want to increase goal scoring which i don't think is necessarily a huge issue right now in the league decrease the goaltender's equipment size or increase the nets decrease the equipment size and um and jersey size for me. Joe? The Nets are already big enough. Yeah. Like, you know, we're getting close to hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Decrease the equipment size. All right. Mm. And Nick Rose. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to choose I, one, what do you think? Um, well, they already took away our paddles on our stick this year. So I think they're. That's it. They're done. Well, <laughs> we'll relook at it in a decade or so. Yeah. <laughs> 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 when you're on the other side and yeah. you're in the uh, management role, no, I don't know. I guess I guess I'd rather equipment a little tighter than the nets get bigger. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Gonna, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, I mean, but when you do talk about it, I mean, if it does become something the league looks at again, I mean, those are obviously the two easy answers, right? You're doing uh, one or the I'm other, doing, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we've already gone big enough you with ever... the goal size. That's just my why. Right away, I, I said equipment, and and I also think just uh, making goaltenders wear a tighter jersey will clean up a lot of it. You know, I've said that before, and um, that's just an opinion, right? And I think also just visually looking at them. Would you ever move the crease out from the uh, end of the rink and make it completely round and no chop off on the back? <laughs> Somebody's ringing. Uh, that's you, Mike. Oh. Um. Yeah. Would you ever do that? What, I don't know because I don't think. What do you think that to, aco- yeah, accomplishes? That really, to stop maybe the the dive, the dunk goals, that kind of thing. To guys would have a little bit further distance to travel if the if the crease was slightly deeper at the back. Um. Yeah, I don't think the league would probably ever do that, to be honest with you. I think the dunk goals are exciting for the fans, not as exciting for the goalies, but I don't know. It, it would be different, but I, I don't know if that's the answer. No love for it. Okay. Well, I always thought it was a great idea. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we just eliminate the dunk goals altogether? Let's well, take that to the table. Then you just can't do it. Yeah. And then you just answered that, too. Yeah. Did I? Yeah, yeah you said they're exciting. exciting, for the exciting fans. Fans. <laughs> 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 I 
All right. Well, let's look ahead to uh, the challenge ahead of us here with the Albany Firewolves coming up. Uh, the team that uh, you guys played, obviously, in the season opener, a close game in Hamilton at First Ontario Centre. Um, what are you guys uh, each expecting going into this game? They've obviously gotten on a bit of a roll here at uh, times uh, through this uh, early part of the season, but what are you guys expecting from uh, the game on Saturday against Albany? Rosie first. Um, I think we're expecting another tough East Division battle. I mean, every team clearly can beat anybody on any given weekend. And uh, we have to keep being at our best and and improving each week. And I know it's cliche, but um, this week's been very much like the last month or so, just back to work and focused on our opponent who uh, we're looking to get a second win against and win the season series. So um, nothing really changes, but um, we're expecting it to be a tough, uh, tough game for us. Captain. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also going to be a tough game. Um, they're a team that Can Chow go first next question? Because he keeps piggybacking <laughs> off my answer. No, I'm just going to go a little bit more in depth than oh, Rosie okay. did. So. All right. It's good teamwork here. Um, no, it's a, they're a team that like to push the ball, right? And um, obviously when Dougie gets hot, he's, he's one of the best in the game. So, um, And then obviously you look at their offense and they're, they're figuring it out right now. They're moving the ball and, and uh, you know, guys are stepping up. And, and scoring some big goals for them. So, um, you know, it's going to take a full team effort to, to pull out a win and down in Albany. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, we're looking for the challenge, and um, we just want to keep keep on rolling here. Head coach Matt Sawyer. I'm up. You're up. So should I say I think it's going to be another tough one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, they're a team that it's, uh, always is, um, uh, you know, a handful for us. Um, uh, Rosie mentioned uh, just another tough Eastern Division matchup, which is uh, um, is the norm. Um, it also uh, forces you to be at your best and forces you to be better. So uh, we love uh, playing in the East, but they, um, you know, uh, they're they're playing uh, Friday night in Buffalo um, while we're going to uh, uh, to be in uh, in Albany, and we need to uh, take advantage of uh, of that setup. But um, you know, as a way of uh, evening out uh, as the season goes on, so. Um, but, uh, you know, you can look at that as it's an advantage for us, but we need to make sure that that is an advantage for us. Um, you know, they got a real good goaltending, and, and they alluded to uh, they like to play a fast-paced game and push the ball, which is uh, right up our alley. But, you know, they got a couple of guys up front that are really, uh, really clicking right now, and Ryan Banesh and, uh, and Joey Rez. Um, you know, I think uh, Joe has uh, 11 goals, and... 29, I believe, uh, points in his last three games, and, and Benny has nine goals. So between the two of them, they got 20 goals uh, um, of uh, 30 or so that the team has scored. So there'll be uh, um, two guys that we'll have to key in on and, and have some special assignments for them. But uh, um, it'll be a it'll be a good test, and we're looking forward to getting on the road tomorrow. And um, we uh, uh, had a good performance in Philadelphia and enjoyed ourselves, and uh, that's the expectation as well uh, here going to, down to uh, Albany. Albany. We're back to Albany. All right. So just to wrap things up, what we always do here, it seems now. Can we talk about Chow just dubbing his lunch mid-podcast <laughs> yeah. right now? I've been pretty quiet, I think. Uh, you yeah. have, well, now <laughs> we know good. you're eating now. I was, <laughs> a couple good bites there. <laughs> yeah. while I, was was look, I was looking to grab one of those, those green beans. Look good. But, uh, um, he's eating healthy. We'll give him that. Oh, that's good. Whole Foods plug. What is that you're drinking? 
This is un- kombucha. unbelievable. Yeah, kombucha. You know, I used to hate this stuff, but Doss kind of got me into it. Tried one and then just trying a bunch of different ones. This one's Cove, Cove Kombucha, raspberry lemonade, big raspberry lemonade guy, and that is unbelievably good. Dan, Dan bullied you, eh? No yeah. free ads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so lastly, if there has been an update since the last time you guys were on, but anything new that you guys are watching, or actually first let me ask you, are you guys watching Celebrity Big Brother? Uh, I watched the first episode. Yeah, we watched the first one, but no, we've... Uh... It's gotten really good. Has it's it? almost over. There's only like a week left. It was only a four-week... Uh, we do just First have... episode wasn't awesome. But after that, it got weird. Yeah, no, I think our schedules kind of got in the way, too. And um, it's tough. Is it on three times a week? Yep. I feel like at least, yeah. Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Sunday. It's tough to keep up uh, in season. But uh, it is all PBR. Any reality shows just automatically records at our house. So oh. maybe we'll catch up uh, one of our free weekends here. All right. So then is there an update on anything else you guys have dove into? Um, what, did, what did I just I'll let Rosie think here. There's the – sorry. There's uh, that uh, the woman in the whatever across the street from the girl, whatever. <laughs> Kristen Bell? Yeah, it's... Mm. Did you watch, keep watching that? Yeah. It's on Netflix. It's like... Not uh, not for me. Yeah, it's kind the of The ending weird. is I just... I watched a couple episodes. Um, yeah. I did watch Archive uh, yeah? 81. Is that what it was yeah. called? Yeah. What do you think? Loved it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, should I hop on that? <laughs> it's... <laughs> What like, did I say last time okay, I was on here? I know, I know. And and you did say, oh, it's not very scary or something. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. And it's like a little bit of a mind bender. That's not for me. Bender. <laughs> um, I thought you were going somewhere else there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think I just watched the new season of Letter Kenny. Yeah. yeah Are Earth. we excited about Shorzy? I, yeah. That, when I came across the Super Bowl commercial, yeah. me and Dilksy uh, got excited. Nobody else, but... Yeah, what do what do you think that's gonna be about? Just so I yeah, I'm interested to see if they will integrate Jonesy and Riley into that at all because that will be very weird now that we're seeing Jared Kiso's face as yeah. Shorzy, whereas he was always in a helmet with a dark visor or the back of his, him. We'll say in his, his other terms could go up against Billy Hosses. Yeah. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> Billy caught on the mic. Yeah, in, uh, hot mic. Yeah. But uh, no, I would say Letterkenny I'm watching. Uh, just watched Peacemaker. I don't know. DC. Not familiar That's with it. That's the... John Cena. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he was in... Uh, his character was in... Uh, what's it called? Suicide <laughs> Squad, the movie. And then they did a spinoff show. It's actually been pretty good, but... Yeah. And then... Okay. Uh, oh, Boba Fett finale yeah. happened. Um Yeah. More MCU and uh, Star Wars. Jeez, there's a lot. Obi-Wan coming out. Wow. When do you work? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Every time you come into my office <laughs> yeah. all day long. I just follow Rosie's Instagram, stay up to date. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's a good place to be. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie, anything you're watching? Like I said, I just got to follow but, Rosie. Uh, all right. <laughs> what are the kids watching these days? It was just film. I make just them watch film. It's <laughs> 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 breaking down film. Why do you think you're getting all those reels? That's not all me. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> Put them to work. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, this has been fun. Uh, hopefully, everybody enjoyed listening to it. And uh, I think the next time we'll do it, uh, it'll be better and it'll be great. 
What's the new rotation though? Who's good, up next week? Good, for chance, good chance we see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it Maddie Chow me? Me Chow Maddie we're the next sit, few we're weeks? We're sit in different seats. Yeah. No, I think uh, Brad Cree hasn't been on in a while, oh, yeah. so we might need to speak to Bradley. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if we uh, do this next Tuesday night at practice, we'll have a bit larger variety of uh, guest options. It's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, it's been fun. Trying to get Colin Doyle back on the show. Oh yeah. Your former uh, co-host. He said maybe, I think. Right? You were there, Matty. Yeah. It was a maybe, right? It's usually me. It was a kind of a maybe. I think Leaning it was I can't be as outspoken as I, uh, spoken yeah. as I was in the past. I yeah. just tell the coaches now what I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good idea not interviewing him after the Arizona trip. Didn't have much of a voice from coaching, I guess. No. Well, what an experience for the kids, I hear. Yeah, it looked like it yeah. was awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot for joining me on the program today. Uh, Nick Rose, Challen Rogers, Matt Sawyer. Guys, thank you very much, and we hope we can do this again. Thanks, Hammer. It was fun. Great time. It was actually better than I thought it was going to go, so that's, oh, that's, that's good. Tip of the cap there. Wrap it up. All right. <laughs> okay, we'll take a short break on Toronto Rock Total Access and be back in a moment. Well, that certainly was a lot of fun. I think it's something we're going to do again. Maybe not just with those three gentlemen, but with uh, some of the other folks around the Toronto Rock and the Toronto Rock office and whatnot. And as you heard, we talked about all kinds of stuff, not just lacrosse, but lots of stuff for debate. And uh, don't forget to check out on social media when we do roll out that Toronto Rock all-time team. I think that's going to be fun. And hopefully uh, we'll get some... Interesting uh, selections there as well. Rosie trying to put a bit of a different spin on it there by selecting columns instead of just having the $15 budget. I don't know. Maybe we'll do something a little bit different, but make sure you keep your eyes open for that once it hits our social media channels. That'll be coming up. Speaking of channels, the game this Saturday night will not be a TSN TV broadcast game, but it will be available through TSN Direct, which is, of course, the TSN streaming service, so you can access the game Saturday night against the Albany Firewolves, 7 o'clock, huge East Division showdown. You can access that game through tsn.ca and the TSN app, and like I said off the top of the show, it's real easy to watch. Just head to torontorock.com slash broadcast or torontorock.com and hit the schedule link, and in the drop-down, the how-to-watch information is there. And you can simply just pop into that and find out everything that you need to know in terms of how to watch the game. So you're not going to want to miss that one Saturday night. Huge game. Will The Rock continue to roll? Well, there's only one way to find out. And that, of course, is by watching that game on Saturday night. So again, I have to thank our guests on this week's podcast, Matt Sawyer, Challen Rogers, and Nick Rose. Guys, it was a blast. Can't wait to do it again with all of you guys real, real soon. And also out there, everybody in Rock City, we're excited. Limitations are being lifted on things. We're going to be back in the building on Saturday, March the 5th, when the Rock take on the New York Riptide. Can't wait to see everybody back there. You, you don't even understand the excitement here at the office and, and with all the players as everybody is looking forward to that big day of getting everybody back in the building And we know that you listening at home and watching the games at home and streaming and watching on TV and however else you were able to consume the games, uh, I know everybody is just as anxious 
as we are here around this building at the track in Oakville. Uh, we know you were all as, just as excited to get back to Rock City in Hamilton at First Ontario Centre. And your first opportunity to do so, of course, will be on Saturday, March the 5th, when the Rock hosts the Riptide at 7 o'clock. Should be an unbelievable game. Also, don't forget to stay tuned to all of our social media and continue to visit torontorock.com as we've got some other exciting ticketing initiatives coming up. The Welcome Back Pack is already out there. The 90s Pack is already out there that includes two tickets and two fanny packs to the Saturday, March 5th game for just 60 bucks, You can get all that and more at torontorock.com. And, of course, single tickets always on sale for each of the last four Toronto Rock regular season home games. So that'll do it. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access is over and done with. I'm Mike Hancock saying we'll chat next week. Mm-hmm.